the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back in. Uh, Reminder, up next, Congressman Jim Jordan will be here to talk about Amazon files. Uh, More troubling information that the weaponization subpanel uncovered Monday. And uh, we'll talk to him about that. And right now I'm taking your phone calls at 844-825-5989. We can talk about anything you want. Ukraine, Secretary Mayorkas, Israel, Ronna McDaniel, the Ohio House being in session. Um, You might have a question for Congressman Jordan. Be glad to hear it. Ask him in the next segment. Nikki Haley, uh, not looking good in Nevada. Actually, let me punch that up right now. Uh, With two-thirds of the vote in uh, early this morning, uh, she, by the way, Donald Trump is not on the ballot there. And um, she appeared to lose decisively to none of these candidates, that option on the ballot. And uh, that's troubling for her as she seeks crucial and electoral momentum against rival Donald Trump going into her home state of South Carolina. But now projections are that she will lose that. And just as Bernie Marino said in the Ohio race, every dollar spent from here on out really benefits the Democrats. Every money that um, the Koch brothers want to spend to prop up Nikki Haley, every dollar that the Jeb Bush, Mitt Romney, milquetoast Republicans want to spend to prop up Nikki Haley is money that can't go to Donald Trump that can't support the Republican, that can't support get out to vote initiatives, that can't support. You know what they should be doing? They should be engaging massively online. That's what, that's what the liberals do very well. Uh, they should be messaging. Um, what do you think about that? Uh, while you're dialing up, let's take a look at some uh, local news that's a little bit trouble, troubling. Four juveniles arrested accused of crashing a stolen car in Delaware County. Um, 14 boys are in police custody accused of crashing a stolen car early Tuesday morning, according to ABC six deputies with the Delaware County Sheriff's office were called to the area of sawmill parkway around three 30 AM on Tuesday, where someone reported seeing suspects attempting to break into a car Four juvenile suspects were found in a stolen vehicle, which they subsequently crashed and then ran from authorities. Two of the suspects were found shortly afterward and were arrested as deputies continued to look for the other two. And just before 7 a.m., same day, deputies were called to a nearby neighborhood where two people with ski masks were seen. Authorities headed to the area, flushed the suspects out, and arrested both. All four suspects, whose ages range from 13 to 16 have been charged with receiving stolen property, criminal damaging, and attempted theft of another vehicle. So many questions, 13 to 16. I mean, it's a school night, isn't it? 
and you're stealing a vehicle, where are the parents? What's going on? So many questions. Headline, NBC News, black man was holding sandwiches and keys when an Ohio deputy fatally shot him, prosecutor says. So got to make sure that you get in the headline, black man, deputy, fatally shot, right? Uh, The gun, the deputy said Casey Goodson Jr. was waving when he was shot in the back multiple times, was found in the man's kitchen with the safety on the prosecutor shared publicly for the first time. So in his opening statement Wednesday, in the murder case against Jason Mead, Special Prosecutor Gary Schroyer shared publicly for the first time where 23-year-old Casey Goodson Jr.'s handgun was discovered. Goodson, who fell when he was shot six times, also had a gun holster with no strap around his waist. Now, if you remember, Mead alleges that Goodson... Um, waved a gun when he drove by Meade and uh, he believed that the gun and the holster um, were there. And so as Bruce Hooley said, this is going to play out very publicly and it's going to play out white cop, black man. um, The black man had a right to own the gun and the white officer overreacted. That's exactly what we're going to get. Roger in Columbus on the line. Question about Bernie Marino. Roger, welcome. What's on your mind? Uh, yes. Uh, last, um, maybe the last week or so, I've been hearing, uh, reading and hearing stuff about Bernie Marino supporting uh, the, uh, uh, abortion. the abortion issue. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, and, and I've just, you know, I heard part of it. I am not sure about it. I just, you know, because that's who I, you know, that's who I want to vote for. But I just wanted to clear that, whatever going on with that, clear that up. Yeah. Roger, thank you for the phone call. And I'll tell you um, what we have uh, discovered. I'm actually looking into it. I'm calling the Cleveland Foundation. And here's what I've been able to determine. The Cleveland Foundation receives money. Okay. Some of that money goes into the general fund. Um And then some of that money goes into donor-specified funds. So I can give to the Cleveland Foundation and say, hey, go do good. Or I can give to the Cleveland Foundation and say, I want this money to support the LGBTQ plus movement. I want this money to support abortion. Well, my understanding so far is, and this is what I need to clarify, is that money came in and it was donor-specific. So donors said that they wanted the money to go to Planned Parenthood. Bernie Marino was one of 15 members of the board who was later voted out unanimously, 14 to nothing. He claims because he's a conservative, uh, I need to touch base with the Cleveland Foundation to find out why. But he's no longer on the board. And his comment to me was this money came in. It was specific. It had to go to X and, and X would be Planned Parenthood. So that is what I know so far is that he was involved as a board member of a foundation and that foundation did did give money to Planned Parenthood. They might have given money to whatever else. Um, I think the logical argument is if he sat on the board of the Cleveland Clinic and the Cleveland Clinic performed gender 
reassignment surgeries, would, would you say that he was in support of that? This to me is we are in primary season and every single candidate has oppo. It's what they call it. It's opposition research. There are people who fund people <laughs> to go find all kinds of bad information about Frank LaRose, Bernie Marino, Matt Dolan, and then to share that information with the public. That's why you get Frank LaRose and the discovery that uh, the guy who created LinkedIn gave him the maximum individual amount an individual can give to his 2022 reelection campaign. This is the same guy who supported uh, the woman who sued Donald Trump for sexual harassment. He supported the Lincoln Project. So this is the kind of stuff that comes out. Um, and we're going to do a report on it so that we can get to the bottom of it. Um, but that is a fantastic question, Roger. And my final answer is we will see. Um, so where was I? We were talking about Casey Goodson and we were talking about Jason Mead. And we were talking about, as Bruce suggested, that we pray for Jason and uh, certainly pray for Casey's family. And we pray for justice in that situation. We like justice, right? And um, I just don't trust NBC. I don't trust uh, a lot of news outlets because, I I, I mean, I've, I'm behind the curtain. I see what goes on. I understand how the sausage is made. And... Uh, you know, by the way, the whole point of that story, I don't know, if you're ever looking through your social media feed, be honest with yourself. When you see news stories, do you click through or are you like 98% of the rest of the population? Do you read the headline and then provide commentary even though you haven't read the article? Well, I can tell you, here's the headline. Black man was holding sandwiches and keys when an Ohio deputy fatally shot him, prosecutor says. That sounds like case closed, right? Pray for justice. And uh, stay tuned because up next, Congressman, Chairman of the powerful House Judiciary Committee, Jim Jordan, will be here. Rounding third and heading home, the final segment of today's Bruce Hooley show. Uh, and while we're uh, waiting on Congressman Jim Jordan to dial in, uh, Jeff, just give me the heads up when he's on the line because uh, I want to bring him right in. We're working on limited time. Uh, I, I will share something with you. We talked about this last weekend. Do you remember when I talked about the uh, 12 to 18-year-olds uh, who, because of love on a mission, would be able to have basically a queer prom in Mansfield and that the Buckeye uh, Children's Museum was the place that they were going to have it. Well, I don't know if you know this, the Buckeye Children's Museum backed out. Uh, There was a huge uh, storm of opposition in Mansfield. And uh, however, and by the way, what really needs to be looked into is love on a mission, which, hey, it sounds good. We all want love. We all have a desire to be on a mission. Uh, but we need to look into who are they, who comprises them, who funds them. Is it the Richland County Foundation? And if so, they need to answer a lot of tough questions. Uh, but I'll be on top of that later. Let's bring him right in. He is a congressman, chairman of the powerful Judiciary Committee, and uh, he represents Ohio's 4th Congressional District. Congressman Jim Jordan, welcome back. How are you today, sir? Good, 
I'm, I'm fine. Good to be with you. Yes, absolutely. Real quick, Adam Hewitt, I talked with him earlier today. He said, how's the, how's the morning workout routine? He told me to ask you about it. <laughs> Pretty good, but actually I didn't go yet today, so I got I to gotta slip in there sometime here this afternoon. Well, but, you, uh, All good. You've already got yours in. I'm sure Hewitt's got his in, so, but I got to get mine in. Here he's a real American, man. He's kind of a stud. I, but I, I think he eats nails and pumps iron. That's just what I envision <laughs> with Adam. Yeah, he, <laughs> he gets some good workouts in, that's for sure. All right, thanks for being here. Um, I want to talk about something that just unnerves me. Uh, you debuted Amazon Files showcasing federal censorship efforts against books. And for those keeping track at home, it now looks like Twitter, Facebook, and and now Amazon. What did you uncover, Congressman? Yeah, well, this censorship effort, you know, at first it was the Twitter files. And, you know, God bless Elon Musk going in there and finding this and then making this available, working with, with journalists to, to get us the facts. And so then we, we started our investigations into uh, was the same thing happening at Facebook. Turns out it was. We, when we, we released them what we called the Facebook files. And then we found out, oh, the same thing's happening at YouTube. Uh, and then we had the YouTube files. And then, of course, we dis- in, a, in the course of our investigative work, this Congress, we saw where there was this big – where they all got together, big tech, big media, big government, and academia to create the Election Integrity Partnership, which is all about censoring – Anyone who questioned anything about how the 2020 election was run, and then they moved it into dealing with COVID. And now we've discovered it was all happening at Amazon, too. The Biden administration was pressuring Amazon to not promote certain books, so a sort of a book ban, virtual book ban from the Biden administration. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's scary what we've seen the Biden administration attempt to do uh, and the attacks they've had on the First Amendment. So you mentioned the uh, Election Integrity Partnership, and pardon me if this is out of left field. I've talked ad nauseum about Molly Ball and her report in February 2021 where she gleefully discusses the cabal. This is the group of people, yeah. big yeah. tech. Is this is this what you think uh, – Is are these the people that she's writing about? Oh, I, I think it's all part of this – the whole Democrat apparatus, which, you know, and your, your, your listeners know this, you know this. The left controls almost every institution, right? The left controls big, big tech, big media. The left controls big corporations. The left controls big sports. They control Hollywood, higher education. They control the United States Senate. They control the White House right now. And, of course, maybe most importantly, the left controls the federal bureaucracy. So it was all that. And then then you have just the the normal Democrat Party and the leftists who are a part of the the party. That whole structure was at work in, in going after President Trump and making it, that much harder for, you know, they, they, even though they argue they're the part of the d- democracy, um, it seems like all their actions are designed to thwart the will of the American people in so many ways. Uh, we did not enable do not promote for anti-vax books whose primary purpose is to persuade readers uh, vaccines are unsafe or ineffective on 3.9 and we'll review additional handling options for these books with you. Uh, or sorry, we did enable. So you're right. There was a do not promote for anti-vax Do books. not promote. Exactly. Yep. That's insane to me. Yep. So you literally have the government, no. again, interfering with private entities. So essentially partnering with the private sector to do their dirty work. Yeah, it's called uh, what Jonathan Turley, Professor Turley called it censorship by surrogate. And it's 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 frightening because uh, that's still censorship. And and. Uh, what did uh, Taibbi and Schellenberger, the two of the journalists who uncovered, made made, made us uh, aware of the Twitter files and what was going on there? Uh, they called it the the censorship industrial complex, which is 
what I just described, all these organizations working together like the Election Integrity Partnership to keep information from the American people and to censor it. Maybe the biggest thing they did was they, they, they actually gave us information that was just completely not accurate when they were censoring the, the Hunter Biden laptop story and pressuring uh, the social media companies to take down that story. Turned out it was true, uh, which we all thought at the time. But that didn't get that didn't get the play that it would normally get, and and I think uh, was one of those things that truly influenced the the outcome of the twenty twenty election. Yeah, I, I think exit polls said that the election would have gone the other direction. So here's what I want to make sure that our listeners understand: we got just two minutes here. FBI files, YouTube, Twitter files, and 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 now Amazon. I get really sick and tired of people going, "Well, so what? What's going to happen?" Well, your job, I mean, there's separation of powers, is to lay this wide open. Here's my concern: yep. border the economy, does this stuff fall on deaf ears? And do we do we have any semblance of belief that this kind of stuff won't happen again in 2024? Well, we have a constitutional duty, as you point out, Jack, to, to, to do con, you know, our, our, our oversight work. And as a result of that work, then you can develop legislation. You can also use the power of the purse to influence how the, these agencies uh, operate and what they're, what they're doing and how I think they've been weaponized in so many ways against the American people. But also sometimes just by drawing attention to what took place, you change the way these agencies work. Two examples. One, remember a year and a half ago when we when we learned about the disinformation governance? Board? Yep. Well, because we made a big – I'm sure you did the same thing. Because we made a big issue of this and said this is crazy, this is, you know, some bureaucrats are going to tell us what we can say, what we can't say, there's no longer the disinformation governance board at the Department of Homeland Security. Second example, when uh, about five months ago the, the commissioner of the IRS announced we will no longer be making unannounced visits to American citizens' homes. And the commissioner said, well, well we're doing this because uh, we're concerned about the safety of our agents. Baloney. They changed the policy because we caught them knocking on Matt Taibbi's door at the very moment he was testifying in front of our committee about censorship and all the things that were going on. So you talk about intimidation and, and, and the timing of it all. Uh, and, and because we made a big to-do of that, they've changed their policy. So we, we got to keep doing that, drawing attention to these issues and then looking for legislative remedies as well. What is inspected is respected, and awareness is the first step to change. I couldn't agree with you more. The story is Ohio U.S. Rep. Jim Jordan debuts Amazon files showcasing federal censorship efforts against books at theohiopressnetwork.com. Congressman Jordan, we're out of time today. God bless you. Thank you for the work that you're doing, and thank you for visiting with us today. Thanks for all you do. Take care. Take care. Hey, and thank you for listening to The Bruce Woolley Show. Uh, and just really grateful for the work that Jim Jordan is doing. And listen, this is why it is so critically important for you to talk, to share, to have dialogue, because the information is coming out, right? I mean, we know that Twitter was meddling per government intervention. We know that Facebook was meddling per government intervention and YouTube and now Amazon. And uh, by the way, I should have said this and I'll send it to his team. The Institute for Strategic Dialogue, we need to look into them because they're out there baking into the AI uh, censorship so that you don't get real information. Uh, We're going to keep tackling this every single day, uh, and we'll start back at it tomorrow at 11 a.m., so be here. Tell a friend. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.